baba o bote balap it baba o ba it baba baba did i've got trouble 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 holding this man of mine say it seems there's trouble Well, hello, this is Courtney. Right, uh, you can refer to me as the old cadger here on, on WFMU on Tuesday nights from 7 to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. That was, uh, that was Betty Roach with that Trouble Trouble. And before that, we heard from George Van Epps, his great guitarist, and uh, he gave us the chant. Now, you'll know Hardy White. He's a buddy of mine. That's right. Hardy White, his buddy. I used to be on the radio right before him and right after you know that. Other, I won't even mention his name. Anyway, Hardy, Hardy White called me up to ask about shutters. Yeah, he, he, shutters. Yeah. He, he called me on my phone. Yeah, you can too, by the way, if you remember my number. No, I'm not going to give it out now. Not right now. It'll take you too long to get a pencil to write it down. We've got a radio show in progress. And uh, we can't be bogged down by your failure to come to class fully prepared. Anyway, uh, so, so my, my buddy, Hardy White, apparently his shutters were blown away in a very fierce storm that swept through his town. Now all his neighbors, their shutters were blown away too. Well, the next day that the storm lifted and they discovered that all the shutters that were ripped from their houses were blown into the next town. So, in the next town, they, they have a surplus of shutters. And they were price-gouging the people in Hardy White's town. They, they wanted to buy shutters. The very shutters that were blown off their houses, they had to buy them back. And they had to pay dearly. Because, well, they all needed their shutters back. They needed shutters. Okay, so anyway, so Hardy called me to ask if, if, I, had, if I had any surplus shutters. And if, if I did, could I loan some to him? For a fair price, of course. Uh, as it happens, across the yard from my pout and shanty near the peeve porch uh, alongside the uh, the uh, despair den, uh, that's where I, you'll find my shutter shed. <laughs> I have lots of shutters. All colors, sizes, and uh, designs. So uh, Hardy will be coming over Tomorrow, in his pickup truck, <laughs> it's, it's bedecked with painted flowers on the side. He, he'll be fetching several armloads of shutters. Now, if you need shutters, visit the Old Codger's Shutter Shed. It's on Springdale Avenue in East Orange, New Jersey. Bring the family. They're not your damn kids. Anyway, so that was not a... That was not really a, a commercial. It was, it was just an... It was an advertisement, okay. But now we have a real advertisement for our new product uh, from Del Barton. And, of course, we have uh, a, a new product from the very resourceful folks at Del Barton Industries. Uh, here is our staff announcer, our uh, underpaid and overworked staff announcer, Gus Bodenheim. Experts on every side of the issue agree on one thing. We are at the brink of a catastrophe, which is on the cusp of an unsolvability, over by the very edge of an existential denouement, which is French for, that's all she wrote. Hello, I'm Gus Bodenheim, wondering, just as you are, is there anything I can do? For this is no laughing matter. Or is it? Del Barton and Bailey Motors invite you to get behind the wheel of our all-new clown car. This baby isn't just green, it's green with yellow polka dots. A compact miracle small enough to fit the tightest available parking space, yet somehow capacious enough to accommodate dozens of cavorting, zany passengers. The Del Barton and Bailey clown car is the wackiest word in sustainability, with zero, yes, zero emissions, because it's propelled by the legs of its occupants. Carbon footprint? 
None whatsoever. Only oversized bulbous shoe prints as harmless to the environment as our optional pistol, which produces not bullets but a flag emblazoned with the word bang. Now that ought to defuse those road rage situations. And if not, every car comes equipped with a bucket of confetti. An uproarious accessory, sure to charm the frown right off the faces of grumpy fellow motorists and fuddy-duddy police officers. What's the charge, copper? Driving while hilarious? Gangway for environmentally responsible hijinks that'll impress your friends as you compress your friends. And calling all Uber entrepreneurs, get ready for a change in your profit climate as one dreary drunken fare can be expanded to a bar room's worth of capering red noses. The Del Barton and Bailey Clown Car. Suitable for political parties, municipal planning commissions, and comical bureaucracies. Why not help Del Barton and Bailey save the world? One pratfall at a time. Drop a penny postcard in the mail. We'll be glad to answer any questions. Drop a penny postcard in the mail. We'll be glad to mail the information to your home.
mama don't allow no alto playing in here. Benny don't care what mama don't allow, blow his alto anyhow. Mama don't allow no alto playing in here. What mama don't allow, blow his trumpet anyhow. Mama don't allow no trumpet playing in here. And that was uh, Julia Lee and her boyfriends here on the O'Connor Show. Uh, on WFMU, playing some of the art You know them. You've been here before with me week after week. You know the drill. That was Mama Don't Allow It from Julia Lee. And uh, before that was Willie, the Lion Smith, and his cubs with Harlem Joys. Stuff Smith, great violinist. Uh, Stuff Smith trio with Skip It. And... Adrian Rolini, this is a wonderful musician who played with so many other, play, played with so many bands over the decades, made many, many great recordings, and played a whole lot of instruments, too. So the, the Adrian Rolini Quintet that was there with How to Make Love in Ten Easy Lessons. I can teach you in five. Anyway, look, those of you who listen to the show a lot, every week, that is, will, will never miss an episode of the Ocadier at Philco Cheap Cigar Boudoir, hosted by me, Courtney T. Edison. You know that last week I announced, it was a stunning announcement, a proclamation. I announced that we have received a cease and desist notice from attorneys for Flip the Frog, they claiming that we owe back royalties on the broadcasts, you know, the, the series of soundtracks from uh, the major motion pictures starring Flip the Frog have to say it that way. Anyway, we, we denied these allegations, and we are currently in discussions with our legal counsel. Now, Ken Friedman, he's the captain of this leaky boat, uh, he, he's, he's asked us to uh, indemnify the station against claims by these jackasses. And we, we responded, no way! We are expecting WFMU to pay the legal bills for our uh, countersuit against these litigious grifters because we will win. And if we do, if we do, when we do, when we do, 
we will reap a huge financial settlement. And on that day, we'll be happy to allow the station to recoup its legal bills. But all excess proceeds uh, that come from the settlement that we are awarded for punitive damages will go <laughs> into the old Codger's infrastructure fund. Uh, we, have, we have explained in the past what the infrastructure fund covers. It covers uh, infrastructure as defined by me, by Remy Delbarton, by Lola Bell Pancake, and our new financial advisor, Booker T. Bodenheim. Our assets are largely liquid, though some of these assets uh, go up in smoke if you, <laughs> if you catch my drift. Anyway, for now, we are boycotting major motion picture soundtracks featuring Flip the Frog. We are now broadcasting soundtracks of historical documentaries featuring the legendary raconteur and fearless vagabond, whose name was Willie Whopper. So, we're going to have the soundtrack right now of a documentary. It's called Hell's Fire. And uh, the actual film itself, is uh, the documentary is full. As someone pointed out, it's, it's full of outrageous stereotypes. Well, I find outrageous stereotypes flattering. I am one. Anyway, in this major motion picture, well, it's a, it's a documentary. Remember, it's a historical documentary. The supporting roles, the cameos, walk-ons, and accidental stumbles into the frame uh, are as follows. Let's see, we got Boz, Boswell, Cos, Coswell, Roz, Roswell, Hal Halliburton, Clay Claiborne, Raz Rasmussen, Hirsch Hirschfield, Ross Washington, and Raul, 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 Raul Barton, Jr. So here we go with uh, Hell's Fire, featuring uh, everybody that I just said, and Willie Whopper. We met for your all wet, I got you on the spot. You got him on the spot. 
He's got him on the spot. The sky is dry, we'll make him cry on good old bootleg ride. <laughs> on good old bootleg ride. On good old bootleg ride. <laughs> Have a little fun The devil simply 
that was a, a great, forgot, kind of forgotten violinist by the name of Eddie South. And he was covering the Claude Thornhill composition, Snowfall. Uh, Henry Burr, before that, would stay down here, where you belong. A song from World War I. And Willie Whopper with Hell's Fire, from the, a soundtrack from his historical documentary, Hell's Fire from 1934. This is Courtney, the old on WFMU, here on Tuesday nights. Now, this show used to be on Thursdays, following, oh, I'll say it, Fablio. And we had many disputes with Fablio. His music was repellent. A good deal of it constituted cruel and unusual punishment. Ah, we cheered when the new schedule was announced and that the old Codger radio show was moved to another night away from Fablio. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. This morning, Lola Bell, it's Lola Bell Pancake. She's my assistant. She passed along to me a letter that Fablio had sent to the WFMU staff. He was complaining about some department store in Greenwich Village in New York that, they, that went out of business. And Fabio apparently, he hated the place. And he wrote an angry letter just venting his spleen. He said, I, I had the letter, I don't have it now, but I remember so much of it. He said he wasn't shedding a single tear over the loss of this store. He said, I remember this quote, he said, they suck ass. That's right, they suck ass. And they sell cheap crap to poor people at inflated prices. Then he would not say that the store has unfair labor practices. What's the problem with that? It's the only way to keep a staff and stay in business around here. Anyway, he also said that 20 years ago, when this store opened, it was, uh, the, the quote, was a symbol of the downfall of a once vibrant culture in a city known for its innovation and creativity. He's talking about New York. Well, Fabio continued. He says, now that area is dominated by New York University dormitories and tourists who don't give a rat's ass about the history of that neighborhood. Now, I have the rest of it here. I do did save that part of the letter, because this is the best part. This is Fabio talking, okay? He, remember, this isn't me. You might think it is, but it's Fabio. He said, screw these big box stores that pay insane rents to, just to be in New York City while pushing out all the great places that gave the neighborhood character. The, the cigar stores, the speakeasies, the opium dens, the, the, the houses of ill repute, the 70 RPM record dealers, the hard-working hog butchers, the pawn shops and the push carts, the bookie joints, the taxidermists, the loan sharks, the 50 cent a night flop houses and the cadaver traders, and all those stickball lots where we played as kids and the Ladies' Aid Society, God knows they need it, the palm readers and the fortune tellers and the crystal ball gazers, the shell game hustlers and the snake oil purveyors, the halls where they held boxing matches, the small theaters where we heaved rotten fruit at bad actors, the Carnival Barker's Academy, the Dead Rabbit's Clubhouse, the Bunyan Clinic. These were the elements, the people who were once part of the dynamic character and muscular fiber of this fine city. I miss them all. Signed, Fablio. Well, <laughs> I, I confess, I had no idea Fablio was such a curmudgeon. Why, did you hear that? Such vinegar, such eloquent resentment, such nostalgia for the good old days. You know what? I had an epiphany. Fabio is a lot like me. He's a, a real sentimentalist. Well, we, we consider this commendable. So, here we at the uh, Filco Cheap Cigar Boudoir hereby confer upon Fabio the Old Codger Strange New Respect Award. Yeah, we we kind of missed the, the young pup. And, you know, maybe we can get our old Thursday night slot back. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask the, the tyrant who runs this place about that. Anyway, let's go back to the music here on the Old Codger Show on WFMU.
that was uh, James P. Johnson. Uh, he's on piano and accompanied by a drummer. They, they, the recording budget ran out. They couldn't hire a bass player. I don't think they needed one. That was, I got a feeling, I'm falling. James P. Johnson. Prior to that, we heard Adrian Rolini again, this time in a trio setting, and Vibrolini was uh, the Adrian Rolini trio recording that we heard. The Brock sisters, all three of them, did just you, just me. And Eddie Lang, the great Eddie Lang, gave us guitar blues at the top of that set. So I just want to say about Fabio again, uh, Fabio, there's one other place he wanted to include on the list of places that he really missed because of the crappy department store that destroyed Lower Manhattan. And that, that is, a, is a restaurant called Crossroads Stuffery. It was a baked potato restaurant. In fact, everything on the menu was potatoes. Uh, it was the inspiration for the famous restaurant uh, Mickey Rooney's Potato Fantasy. Crossroads Stuffery was a, it was a family-owned family-owned establishment operated over the decades by three generations of Raul Juniors. That's, that's, that's where Raul, Raul, Raul Junior, Junior, that's where he got his start in show business. He was, he was a little kid, uh, Triple R JJ, that was his nickname. They called him, he would offer soft shoe dancers and entertain the customers with impressions of famous Ub Iwerks characters. Now, eventually, Triple R JJ made it to Hollywood and began to star in major motion pictures featuring Flip the Frog! Well, anyway, look, I don't think Fabio's listening, but we've got a call into his lawyer. That's just a two-dollar-an-hour barrister who's only licensed to practice in uh, six western Pennsylvania counties. I would think that we might want to hire Fabio to deliver editorials on the Old Kaiser show. So uh, we're, we're crafting an offer we'll present it to him. Hey, look, I'll be back uh, next week here on uh, WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope in New York City in Rockland County at 91.9 FM, online at WFMU.org. Stay tuned for...
You are tuned to Marconi Island on WFMU. I'm your host, 7-Elevens, here every Tuesday, now 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Playing the soundtrack hits week after week after week. This week is no exception. 